0: Well, it's official. Looks like the dirt's going to start flying next year, hopefully early, on a massive new project, 230 acres. It's called Firefly Park, and it's over 25 miles from downtown Dallas, just straight north, right at the intersection of of 380 and the tollway. But it's the northern part of Frisco that's growing like crazy. They're talking about 5 million square feet of offices and 380,000 square feet of retail, 2,200 homes and restaurants and the first thing they're going to build is a luxury hotel and it's a new brand for us dream hotel jay stein is the ceo of dream hotels and joins us right now it's good to have you with us Hey, thanks, David. Thanks for
1: having me on. Thank
0: you. Well, I mean, it's got to be a great honor. I guess you got to start someplace instead of putting in a Waffle House. They're going to put in a high-end <laughs> hotel. So tell me about Dream Hotels. You know, actually, I saw the name Dream Hotels because you guys were looking around putting one in, in Uptown in Dallas for a while.
1: That's correct. Uh, and we're still working on that project. We're working on, uh, on the um, programming for that hotel and for the right uh, financial... Um, uh, groupings uh, th- that makes yeah, sense for sure. for everything that we're doing there, but yes, that hotel is still in the planning stage.
0: So tell me about Dream Hotel. It's it, it's high end. I know you've got them in the Middle East and Asia, and you've got them in you know spread out around you know from coast to coast here.
1: Yeah. So to, the the Dream brand is a brand that's truly uh, um, designed at the lifestyle hotel market, and you know these days all hotels want to be lifestyle, but We've been doing for some 20-odd years, so it's truly um, our calling card. Um, so these are the type of hotels that have kind of a very uh, hip crowd generally staying there, rooftop bars, nightclubs, restaurants. And really all these uh, venues are generally packed with locals. And um, we mix that with the hotel guests that are staying, and that's really where the magic happens uh, and, they be, and they tend to become the most uh, desirable hotels in the markets they're in.
0: Well, it makes sense in a, in a mixed-use type project like this to have something that's appealing local. But it, but it sounds to me like you're aiming for the hotel. You're aiming more business than leisure. And right now, there, I mean, there's got to be a lot of business up there, but there's not much right now.
1: Right. And, uh, you, you know, it's, it's kind of making its own neighborhood up there. Um, but we, I, I would say that we'll probably be 50-50 between leisure and, and business, uh, and, and these days the, the term is a leisure type business, which is uh, uh, someone that's traveling for both business and leisure. Coming out of the pandemic, it's, it's a pretty uh, common sight these days. And what used to be our slowest day of the week, okay. Sunday now, is, is still a pretty high demand day because people are staying that extra day. They've learned how to work remotely. Um, so I, I think you're going to see a fair mix between uh, leisure and business at this hotel.
0: So you operate, I know you're under construction, what, in five different properties in Mexico right now, and you're you're operating you know, in a lot of cities, LA, and New York, Miami. What? Tell me about the hotel business right now.
1: Hotel business, believe it or not, is uh, is booming. Um, there's still a couple of cities that are lagging behind. Uh, I know Minneapolis is still struggling. San Francisco, Washington D.C. Uh, when I say struggling, they're probably still twenty percent, twenty five percent off from their 2019 numbers. But almost all the leisure destinations actually have been besides when they were closed, if they were closed, uh, are, are probably stronger than they've ever been. We've got hotels in Nashville. We have hotel in Miami, uh, Los Angeles. Those markets have been uh, well ahead of 2019 level for some time. And we have five hotels in New York City, which were closed for over 16 months. Um, and once they reopened uh, just about a year ago uh, from, from now – Um, they've all started to move quite well. They were a little slow in the winter, which is typical for New York, and when Omicron was at its height, they certainly were uh, going back down again. Um, But by the time we got into uh, March, and now April or May, we're ahead of uh, 2019 levels here in the New York City hotel market. Um, So some of our hotels are running 90% occupancy for the month of May. So the demand is quite strong. As you know, the international demand is not coming in, but the Domestic demand is not going out to the international markets, so uh, at this point, uh, most people are just staying uh, uh, domestically, and uh, so that's giving us a lot of demand uh, from the domestic market. You
0: know, and I notice you've you know you've been uh, signing for new hotels and in a lot of smaller towns: Memphis, San Antonio, uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, Oklahoma City. Tell me about that market. Is that a business market or is that the leisure market? Yeah, so everything is the bleacher market
1: these days. As I said, with COVID, people have learned that they could work remotely and come in the office a few days and be outside. And be outside means you could be anywhere. You've um, got access to Wi-Fi and uh, people are able to work. But, you know, we're like we've been doing these lifestyle hotels for almost 25 years at this point. So, uh, you know, we're one of the ones that started where, where it was. So it was New York, or it was San Francisco, it was L.A., it was Miami. Um, You started, you know, in Boston and Washington and really on the coast. Um, But we knew there was some great opportunity in in middle America. So when we signed Nashville, uh, must be four years ago, five years ago when we signed it, we opened it in 2019. Uh, We knew very clearly there was a great demand uh, in in that part of the country. Um, And we're now starting to bring uh, some of our lifestyle brands to those markets that you just mentioned. Um, and you know, as long as there's enough people in the market to uh, to want to fill the restaurants and the bars, and you know, once you get above five hundred thousand million people in, in that range, there's there's plenty of opportunity, and they all have great restaurants. Right. So to finally give them, you know, some great, real strong lifestyle hotels um, makes perfect sense. And um, we know there's a great opportunity for a lot of markets within the U.S. for us still to come to.
0: You know, Atlanta's probably a good. Stopping point for for a question I wanted to ask. So, so you can see, and and it's a you know admittedly hot market right now, but you opened it before COVID, and now you're building hotels post COVID. Are you building the same hotel that you built post COVID? I mean, pre COVID, post COVID. Have you made any changes?
1: You know, I I would say honestly to you, no, we really are not seeing any real changes. Um, Some of the things we were already doing, like contactless check-in, this is something that we were working on and starting to introduce to our hotels before COVID. It certainly made sense during COVID, and it's going to make a lot of sense after COVID. I'm sitting on a plane, and I could check into the hotel I'm going to on the Wi-Fi on the plane, on my phone or laptop, and my phone turns into my room key, and I just walk in with my rolling suitcase, go right to my room, and uh, my phone opens the door, Uh, To me, that's that's a great way to travel. So, All that made sense beforehand. And uh, but but to the real question, are they being designed differently? Are they being programmed differently? We always tried to garner as much outdoor space, even in cities where there's strong winters. Um, to take advantage uh, as much as we can, whether it's rooftops or sidewalk cafes or pools or whatever, it was always strong for our our market, and it continues to be, and even more so coming out of COVID. But no, I think that you know the question: Are we really changing dramatically? I, I would say no.
0: What, what about labor? I, right now, there's a real shortage of labor. I I, I don't know if it's still going to be like that when you guys are open in 2026, but assume it is. Are you can you design in something that is less labor-intensive in a hotel?
1: Yeah. So, uh, look, it is a problem. It was a problem in, in a number of markets uh, even before COVID. It's it's now a problem in every market. Um, uh, now, uh, while we're still in COVID and hopefully post-COVID at some point. And I think it's going to be with us for a long time. I asked the question uh, to my industry and different panels that I am that I'm on. uh, Is it possible that the American um, mindset of of work uh, for the line type employee, is it moving more to where the mindset has been in Europe in the last uh, uh, 75 years? And is that now becoming, you know, uh, looking for more of a work, work, uh, live type balance? And, um, I I think uh, we are going to need to change and we're going to need to morph to that. Uh, Rates are going to go up in hotels as as, um, salaries are going to go up. Um, I think inflation, though it's come to the leisure markets, it hasn't really come to the urban markets for the hotel rooms. Uh, and I think it will. And what you used to pay two fifty a night, you'll pay three fifty a night. And yeah, at first you'll go, wow, it went up a lot. But just like your burger was twelve yeah. fifty in the restaurant you like, now it's seventeen, and uh, you say, wow, it went up a lot. But then you're paying it. So uh, I think uh, prices will go up, and uh, we'll pay more for labor, and we'll get the positions filled, and uh, the market will determine. Uh, uh, but hotels aren't going away. They've been around for over yeah. 5,000 years, and uh, uh, they're going to be here. So we'll figure it out. You
0: know, I've seen robotic bartenders that have been rolled out, even on, um, on uh, cruise ships. And I don't know if there can be, and I know there's sort of Roombas that can sweep carpets and that sort of thing. I was just wondering if that had come to your industry.
1: It has. Uh, We have robots in our hotel uh, in L.A., and we're looking to introduce in Nashville. They deliver uh, items to the rooms, whether it's room service or extra towels or uh, a note that came delivered for somebody. And the guests love it. Uh, I've experienced it myself, not knowing it was going to be a robot when I opened (laughs) the door. And uh, they work great. And um, so, yeah, these are some of the early uh, aspects in our industry. But I think you'll even see it uh, in the room. And and I'm sure you're hearing that now hotel companies are only offering uh, to clean your room upon checkout unless you stay more than three nights. So things like that are also changing. And, um, you know, just like the airlines look ways to squeeze out every possible opportunity to make it more profitable um hotels usually have to follow suit with with what the airlines and rental cars are already doing right. so uh, we're going to keep looking for ways because the labor is very difficult uh, and that's i don't see that ending anytime soon well
0: we look forward to seeing uh watching your dream hotel go up at uh, at 380 at the tollway and we'll hit your rooftop bar in three years is that better that about right
1: Yeah, we're we're thrilled to be in Frisco. We looked at that market a number of years ago. We understood why it was so important important, and uh, the great balance between people living there and working there as well. Uh, The demand for great restaurants, you have them already there, uh, and nightlife operations, so uh, it's a natural. And I don't think we have too many great lifestyle hotels yet in the market, Um, so I think uh, we'll be uh, welcomed there quite quickly, and um, uh, we're very excited to be in Frisco.
0: Jay Stein is the CEO of Dream Hotel Group. Enjoyed spending some time with you. Thank you very much, sir.
1: Thank you, David. Appreciate the time.
0: Thanks. For more of a conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.